Hey, welcome to another episode of Swatch of Horrors podcast. This is episode three, and I'm your host, Memes. And if you're new to this podcast, I share horror stories in the beauty industry told by the beauty professionals themselves. Me and my guests share tips that help the beauty professionals with their client interactions that can be a little difficult sometimes. If you're a client who loves to get their hair, makeup done, everything done, you're going to hear some not so pleasant things that these beauty professionals sometimes have to go through. You just might have a little bit more empathy the next time you interact with your beauty professional. Swatch of Horrors. I'm looking for a new opinion or revelation. Welcome to the podcast. This is my third episode. So you are my third. Uh, interview. Yay. So, so um, excited. Yeah, thank you for being on. Uh, today I'm going to do like a uh, an episode from a skincare professional's viewpoint. I have with me someone who's been working in the beauty industry for about eight years. Uh, most of his career was spent working in uh, major department stores, uh, working with L'Oreal, working in skincare. And currently, he is most recently at uh, Kate Somerville as an account executive for Northern California. Bay Area, yep. So um, we're actually just realigned. And then I'm actually going to be taking over Nevada as well, too. It's it's a lot of transition right now because of COVID, but it's, you know, mm-hmm. I'm thankful I still have a job, so... Yeah, that's that's really important, especially um, with retail. I know there's been a lot of shifting with COVID and a lot of layoffs and stuff. So um, that's that's good that you, you're still working. And um, right now, I think you work with uh, different department stores like Nordstrom, Sephora, mm-hmm. Ulta. Uh, um, yep, we were right? actually as of um, right before COVID, as of like early February, we're actually no longer in store in Ulta's. We'll just be predominantly online. Okay. So I like that you're you educate people yes. about Kate Somerville. <laughs> that's kind of cute. Play on words. Mm-hmm. That's actually what we call our like whole thing. It's like we have our educate team. So it's kind of cute. Oh, that's, I like that. And then I noticed you were doing um like online skincare consulting through Kate Somerville. Yes. So it's more through, it's not necessarily, through, it's through Kate, yes, but it's not like if you were to go on like katesomerville.com, you wouldn't see my face on there. Uh, we are doing it more as a field team just because one, it's easier for us to contact our stores and two, it mm-hmm. helps out our partners because if there was a client, let's say inside Nordstrom, that was, you know, they're interested in something, but the salesperson just didn't have the right answers, they can now give them my information, have them directly connect to me, and I'm able to assist them digitally and like at their, you know, convenience. So whether they really can do it at home, they can do it wherever they need to. It's on their terms. I like that. It's definitely better than talking to like a chat bot, like a robot that 
you don't even know if it's real or not. Or Well, <laughs> you know, it's funny because I actually am doing some light customer service work on some of my off times. And let me tell you, I have a chat box and I am real. <laughs> <laughs> you have feelings and you're not a robot. Exactly. I think a lot of people are more used to texting now. Yes. And I think in a way that's yeah. kind of like you're texting and consultant and it's at the palm of your hand, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I didn't even introduce your name. Um, Andre. Hello. Andre Lam or Lam. I'm really bad with my Vietnamese uh, last name. I mean, Lam is like the Vietnamese, but Lam like is just, you know, that's just the way that it's always been said. So. Okay. You And then where can we find you on, was it IG? Yes. Your handle? Uh, so on Instagram, you can find me at Andre. It's actually letter. Uh, it's zero, not letter. It's zero. N D R A Y. So zero N as in Nancy, D as in dog, R as in rat, A as in apple, and Y as in yellow. Rat. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything uh, with the oh, R as in red. There you go. Speaking of rat, I think we're in the year of the rat this year, right? Is you know, it? I don't even know. I, I, you know, we can <laughs> we can look this up right now. What year? Oh God. <laughs> do you um do you celebrate that and stuff like that yes oh you know what it is oh wait hold on the 2020 is the year of the rat so it started january 25th and we'll end on next so yes it's the year of the rat wow this is good job um <laughs> no so uh we do i celebrate it um every year it's you know it's tradition and it's really important to upkeep that it really is like a rat kind of year, isn't it? Like you know, it's a very interesting <laughs> year in the gutters. I mean, not to be negative, but I think uh, I think I've kind of reached a point during this whole COVID thing where it's like you're more. I'm more thankful for just what I have rather than what I can't do, what I what I haven't been able to do. Um, you know, just puts things in perspective. You know, not so many people are very, are fortunate. Um, so that's kind of what I wanted to segue into. Um, like your your IG is super uh, fun because you do some cooking on there. Yeah. Um, so you're really into cooking as well, it seems like, right? Yeah. So I actually, before like the beauty industry, before even like fashion or anything, it was all like culinary. I knew from when I was, Ooh. I think as a child, I always wanted to be a marine biologist, but then I realized mm-hmm. I don't can't swim. And if I was on the ocean and I was stranded, even in a lifeboat, like a life vest, I would probably die um, or get eaten by sharks because, you know, I'm a little plump and juicy. So it's definitely appealing to those sharks. So I quickly realized, you know, what is something I love to do? I'm like, obviously I love to eat, but I also love to make mm-hmm. food. And so I was convinced throughout high school, like even those like weird tests that you took in high school, just see like your aptitude and whatever. Um, it all ended up being into the art section, but mine did point towards okay. culinary. And so I was like, I don't have to do math. What am I going to have to learn? I just have to know I have to have four or five pots and pans. And you know, that's what I got to <laughs> do. I'm not multiplying anything over here. It's something that I prefer more as a hobby as opposed to a career. And so I I still had the passion and then afterwards I just stopped really, you know, I cooked, but it never wasn't really like as passionate about how I am now because living up here and with uh, COVID working from home, I was like, dang, like I have all this extra time. So, um, you know, I just started to cook and I just started to film myself cooking. 
So then I upgraded to TikTok because I was like, well, I need to figure out what all these kids are up to and download TikTok. <laughs> so I downloaded TikTok and it was the best thing ever. And now they're all telling me to delete it because it's going to like, you know, <laughs> take over my phone. So I <laughs> deleted TikTok and I was like, great. So I still don't have a TikTok. I'm almost like so resistant and hesitant because it's just another login. It's another thing to take all my info and right. who knows. I think the coolest thing to watch was when you were about to move, you were making food uh, based off of what you already had because you're trying to get rid of it all. So that was kind of really fun to watch, too. I mean, that's just like something that we always did even growing up because my mom was just so crafty that she would just make what we had. (laughs) So not only can people text you for skincare advice, they can text you for food advice. Right. Too. You can have great skin and then you can be a plump and healthy as well, too. You know? <laughs> um, did you uh, grow up eating a lot of like traditional Vietnamese food in your household? Yes and no. So when I, I'm the oldest, so my mom definitely mm-hmm. like they they were they cooked lots of Vietnamese food and we had lots of Chinese food, lots of fusion food. Um, but then after we had my brother, then it became like, you know, going into a little bit more American food. And after my sister, it just became so many different things because I was exposed to a lot of American food in school, like different types of food. And we lived in a predominantly like Hispanic and, neighbor- and Black neighborhood. So we mm-hmm. got, were exposed to our neighbors, like so many different types of foods. For us because we I live so close to you know Garden Grove Little Saigon like we I always had access to Vietnamese food but then Mm -hmm. you kind of take it for granted once like when you leave your parents house and two when you move away from it yeah I can completely relate um the part where you take it for granted like I grew up um so I'm I guess of mixed heritage uh so I have a Vietnamese background and a Mexican background but we kind of catered more towards like my dad's taste for food. So that was Vietnamese food. Mm-hmm. Um, barely got to eat like American food, Mexican food in my house. So I got really burnt out on eating Vietnamese food all the time. Mm-hmm. So now I think with like high stress with COVID sometimes, you know, or if I'm feeling like sad or whatever, I tend to like my comfort food is Vietnamese food now because mm-hmm. like I miss it. And um, I've been trying to like, play around with some older recipes and stuff and um i didn't buy fish sauce yet but i borrowed some from a friend so oh, you, she, you need that in your life in a- you, you need fish <laughs> sauce in your life like i'm telling you now like if there's anything that if you are trying to cook asian food any sort of asian food whether it's vietnamese chinese to give it that asian flair like you always are gonna have ginger garlic like green onion like a scallion, mm-hmm. GGS is, uh, but if you have those three, you can turn any dish like Asian flavored. But for sauce wise, soy sauce and fish sauce are like literally your life. Yeah, that's what I'm learning for sure. Um, but my struggle is like, there's a fine line between like a little bit of fish sauce and then like just a lot turning like horrible. See, and it's, it's just like with makeup. So it's easy. You go a little bit at a time. Like it's That's easy. Very true. Yeah. Cause when you add like foundation, like I can start light and I can build, but it's harder to take away. So, cause you have to do 6,000 different things to take it away. So exactly. just like with makeup. That's a, just to, That's a great way to bring it back to makeup and beauty. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Andre. Yeah. So, um, I have a question about, cause you went to the fashion Institute of design and merchandise. So fit them. Mm-hmm. 
Um, were you studying fashion there? And how did you go from that to skincare? So I actually went to FITM for um, visual communications. It was really weird because I never initially wanted to go to FITM. That was, I, ne- I didn't know what I wanted to do. After I lost out, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I thought I was going to cook and I don't know what I'm going to do. So I was wandering aimlessly for school for a bit. So then one day I was actually working at Rite Aid and um, in Irvine. So the this lady that I would see coming all the time, she, I was like, she always came in and she would buy a pack of Diet Coke and a pack of Marlboro Silvers, Marlboro Ultralights at the time. And okay. I was like, oh, like she seems to love her life. Like, you know, and she was so sweet. She would always give us small talk and it, it was the best. Like she was a re- repeat client. And one time we asked her like, what do you do? You love your job. And she was like, well, I'm a counselor at FITM. I was like, oh my God, my cousin goes there. And she was like, yeah. what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just, yeah, it was a super small world. I was like, I mean, I don't know. She was like, why don't you go check it out? I was like, but I don't do fashion. She goes, it's more than just fashion. So I was like, all right. So then I go in and I was looking at the programs and I realized that they had so much more to offer than just fashion. There was graphic design. There was um, so many different things. And I was like, I think I want to do visual communications. And I started with that program and I absolutely loved it. It was very hands-on, which, because it entails everything. Like you're basically visual merchandising, but you're, you have to see the big picture and, you know, that's the biggest thing. And from there, I was, it was hard because I was trying to get out of Rite Aid because I hated it at that point. So um, the only, the reason I got into skincare was because I left Rite Aid because I ended up applying at so many different jobs um, to try to figure out where to go. And I found a part-time job at um, the department store. And so I started there and I was seasonal. I was actually working Mm -hmm. in stock and web fulfillment. And I thought I was going to kept on after being seasonal because they paid me more than Rite Aid and it was so much closer to my house. But uh, unfortunately, they didn't want to work my school schedule. So um, they needed full availability and I was so upset. So then I was not working for a hot bit until the another store, same department store at another location was able to pick me up. And that's where I worked, but I worked in the restaurant division. And then, um, I got like, you know, I was excited and ignited my passion for cooking again. Yeah. Kind of full circle. Yes. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I was like, why am I going to fashion school when I'm cooking? Or like, I'm actually, I was like a host and I was kind of sick of it. And I didn't know how things worked at this point. So I was interested in going upstairs because they had flagged me down and I'm pretty sure it was because I was Asian. They're like, hey, have you ever worked in a salon? And I was like, my family's own salons. Like, what can I do? They're like, well, we need a receptionist, basically. And I was like, oh. And they kind of laid it out to me and said, you will be able to pick your own schedule. Um, it would be yeah. a pay raise. And, you know, like, whatever you want to do. And I was like, all right, cool. And I actually didn't tell my manager from the restaurant that I was interested in this job. And I just didn't know mm-hmm. how it worked. And then she just called me one, it's like told me one day, she pulled me to the side. She goes, you know, you can talk to me if you're not happy. Right. And I was like, see, I didn't know that. I was like, I just was like, <laughs> I wish people told me I was just mortified. And so uh, it, they approved my transfer and I transferred upstairs into cosmetics. And that's how everything began. I was just started because I was, the receptionist for eyebrows, hair, and nails, 
but I was considered part of skincare because it was a branch of that. So I, anything that they got to teach there. So I would learn about different brands like Arcona. And so when they came into train, like I got to learn about that. And I was like, Ooh, and mind you, my skin was not banging at this point. Like 2012 me had horrible skin, um, like horrible skin. I dressed horribly. Like I've, I've had really weird phases where I just did not give any flying Fs. Um, I, for finding your way. I was it looked very finding my way. My hair was growing out. <laughs> like it was to that awkward point where I looked like an Ajima or I was just looking like a very, very bitch lesbian. Um, so it was a very like weird time for me. So then I learned about skincare and I was very passionate about it. My manager was like, maybe you could should consider washing your face with something like outside of clean and clear and I was like okay <laughs> so then you're like we're upgrading you from Rite Aid stuff right. to a little bit a little a little more elevated nothing wrong with drugstore exactly but, so know. and I was like you know what let's do it so then I ended up upgrading to the good stuff and next thing you know I like fell in love with it and I realized I was really good at selling like you know I was actually selling pretty well and so I like that's how my career started and then you know eight years later from that I'm like boom here we are so you went into fit him like as you know something completely different and then you just kind of fell into this job and it kind of found you in a way exactly but you know what what the coolest thing was is that so visual merchant uh so visual communications had an apart a part where it was event marketing and event marketing was so important for um my you know major at that point because again, like think wedding planner, like you are looking at that big picture. You are ensuring that every little piece goes together to function in one giant masterpiece. And those skills actually helped me get to like where I am now. You went from stockroom to, you know, account executive responsible for many locations. Started from the bottom, now we're here. That's literally like... (laughs) Your story right there. Right. Um, Thanks, Drake. Before we get right into your horror story, I'm curious, what is like your one favorite go-to product or maybe a new product you've been using that you love? Um, So right now, and I'm going to be completely honest, we I've been experimenting with skincare, like not only with Kate Somerville, but with so many other different brands as well, too. And at the end of the day, it's mostly always been Kate that I like go back to. But mm-hmm. I am absolutely in love with our Delicate Recovery Serum. Um, the whole line itself is amazing. Um, it targets super sensitive, sensitized skin. Anybody with red, dry, itchy skin, like anything that's giving you a reaction and your skin's reactive right now, like such a great product to mm-hmm. use. However, I'm not going to lie. I love the moisturizer. I think it's so great, but it's so thick. And I'm oily combo and it works for me. But when I'm wearing my mask sometimes, and I understand, and I know the cream is going to create that protective barrier for like protect my skin from my mask. But dude, when I'm speaking sometimes and my mask is a full on sauna, it's like so sweaty over there. And I just had so much congestion. I was like, I don't think I can do this cream. Um, It's not for someone like I can do at nighttime, but I cannot wear it in the daytime. So the serum has been my saving grace because if I do not put Delicate on, I can tell you that my skin freaks out a little bit where it my mask touched my skin. And I'm wearing my mask for four plus hours, which really isn't that long compared to other people. Um, but 
again, like maskne is a huge issue, but sometimes maskne is also caused by irritation. And so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've heard a lot of people dealing with a maskne, like acne because of your mask right now. Um, So you're saying that the serum helps, um, kind of helps with that barrier between your mask. Yeah. Um, because it, okay. it's a super, it's so it has ceramides, omegas, and it also has a low cholesterol in there as well too. And they actually will heal and recreate and strengthen that skin barrier that we naturally have. So that way it protects you from transepidermal water loss. Um, so again, like losing hydration from the skin, but it also helps protect oh, yeah. your skin from the outside like your free radicals it protects you from the environment basically environmental damage yeah you know it's funny before you said mask me for a few minutes as you were talking i literally thought you were talking about like um a skincare mask oh. that you put on i didn't realize you were talking about a physical mask until you oh, said got that. it mask me yeah no 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 sorry mask yeah an actual like face mask because of because of covid right um, but yeah, that, that's kind of a cool um, tip there is I, I've heard a lot of people complaining about, you know, the breakouts they're getting from their masks. So that's definitely something worth looking into. Yeah. Um, my new favorite thing is I've gotten into um, chemical exfoliation. Yes. I've always been into just like, you know, whatever grain of sand exfoliating thing I have, like scrub the crap out of my face. But obviously it's probably not the best. Um, so I got this thing called, the brand is called The Ordinary. Yes. It's the AHA and BHA solution. Yes. Um, the, I really like that. I feel like it's really changing my skin. Did you get the um, peeling solution, the red one? Yeah, it's the red peeling solution. It looks like blood all over your face. Yes, so it's actually a TikTok sensation, FYI. Another reason you should get TikTok. <laughs> um, but it's actually a decent, it's a really good product. Um, it is definitely really strong. And it's not for super sensitive skin. But I've seen really good results from it. And it's definitely, you know, it's it's crazy because people are seeing you don't have to spend that much for skincare. Yeah, and that's what I like about this brand. It was really inexpensive and I was so um surprised. Um and you know, now that I don't work in the industry anymore, it's like, oh, I really missed the discount and everything. So like this was a really cool product that I really liked. Um really quickly, um I'm curious, now in the age of COVID, uh with the cosmetic industry the skincare industry what does that look like now like how have things changed since covid happened like what are you guys doing differently for your consultants and how you sell Mm -hmm. so when because of covid it's actually changed a lot um you can even see it in a day-to-day like brick and mortar for instance when you're going in store sephora is requiring you to have a mask and that's already in its own like a situation for some people like wearing the mask is like the hardest thing that they ever have to do so when you go inside but the other thing is that you're not allowed to touch testers and that's the biggest thing and we are coming from where people used to swatch people used to like touch all the time and now you're going into an environment where you're not able to touch to swatch to smell and all you can do is just look at it and in some areas Sephora is not even letting us pump or touch testers um what I can tell you is that like other states will allow you so remember when you would do makeup and let's say you wanted to mix two things together you would either use the back of your hand or you would have the little palette 
Exactly, like a little dish yes. or something. So if you guys have the little mm-hmm. dish, um, like over um, where you worked, but for sometimes they have the little metal like sheets that you can put the little pallet. So sure. right, what Sephora did is that they got little plexi like things for people, so you can actually apply it on there and you swatch it on the piece, the plastic, the plexiglass. You leave it, and then the customer comes up and they get a look at it. So that way you can see it. But unfortunately, in the state of California, we're not even able to touch the tester. So that's actually out of the question. So it's caused you to really be able to, you know, shift the way that we sell because you really, one, have to know exactly what you're talking about because you just have to know it. Like, you know, before you could be like, ooh, smell it. It smells so good. Like, feel it. It feels so great. Um, And you can get away with being like a kind of like. Exactly. But now you actually, it's more, it sounds like it's more focused on product knowledge. Yes. And the thing is that you have to understand people are really savvy nowadays because they know what they want. They know like what they like and what they don't like for the most part. So if I, you know, mm-hmm. the, you know, people coming out all the time, they're looking at the ordinary and they're like, oh, I know what an AHA or a BHA is. I know that it's exfoliating for my skin. Whereas like a couple years prior, mm-hmm. like people like didn't really understand what AHA, BHA was. Um, so people are a lot more savvy now with their skincare. So you really do have to know what you're talking about because there's going to be instances where salespeople, I see it all the time. Sometimes the clients will know more than you because they come in and they've come in with all this research and they've like done their homework and they're like, well, I know this. So I want to do this. And you know, it really takes over. And But skincare is really hard because it's hard to say what's going to work and what's not going to work. Yeah, because everyone can react so differently. Exactly. But like there's certain things where it's a lot easier. So like that delicate serum that I was talking about, pretty much every single person like can use that because it is formulated for all skin types. But the texture, the way that it works, every single person I've helped so far, there's been nothing but amazing reviews. And it's really just restoring your skin barrier as opposed to doing anything super fancy and crazy. Like uh, now with internet, really just being at the palm of your hand, like you're right, customers are just so informed that it's like the consultants have to step up their game. Right. And not only that, it's like now that the customer can't really touch anything, you like you really got to be the expert. Yep. So and you also have to to like you have to know what it smells like and what it feels like yourself. So when I talk about stuff and I train like the freelancers that I work with me and we actually trained across the board like for our company when you talk about your product like you're going to talk about the texture, the feel, the finish. So you have to describe it because the client doesn't know that. So Yeah, and, you have to be really mm-hmm. communicate on terms that they understand. Exactly. And if it's something that's like where you know like hey, it's going to have a funky smell, you want to let them know too. Like <laughs> this is going to smell a little weird, but it's going to go away. So you have to let them know these things in advance because we cannot try it on their hand. Um and as much as samples as much if we can do pre-packed samples, that's fine, but you can't be making samples anymore. So that's just really sad across the board, just like how it's impacting the industry, you know, and, um, but it sounds like there's, there's going to be ways around it. And it sounds like you guys are really honing in on ways to get better at selling. So with that, I want to segue into one of your horror stories that you've experienced uh, working. Tell me about this, this story. So I was working at my counter 
I was the counter mm-hmm. manager of Kiehl's at the time. And right next to me was Laura Mercier. And that counter manager had actually gone on, I don't, I think she was just on lunch or break. I don't know. She was not there. And they just weren't there. And I was like, oh God, like I'm still new. This was maybe like a couple months in. And I, I, I did not really know how to color match back then. I was not as confident, but I just did it like fake it till you make it. Right. And I was like, how hard can this be? You just try to make sure the colors work out it's good to go so at yeah the, it's, it's a challenge like trying to step in for another line that you don't really know mm-hmm. like it was yeah, hard definitely and you know what and it was crazy because i had actually gotten the colors from laura mercier down before they reformulated and expanded their colors so i was like great there's no chart they didn't release their little chart that tells you what color is what so this lady comes okay. in and i'm like hi like how can i help you she goes hey like i want to replace my powder And I'm looking at it, I'm like, hey, unfortunately, this is the older powder. This is a newer powder. Would you like me to match you? She was like, yeah, of course. Now I go and I grab the testers. I sanitize my brush and I go and I grab it. And I kind of did it the way that Bobby Brown likes to do it. You grab three that you think are the closest to their skin. You swatch one, you go a little darker and you go a little lighter. Okay. So that's how I always color match now because it's just, it always works. And I grab That's it. That's a good tip. Right, so then, thank you, Bobby Brown. So I took it and I started like swatching her and we found her color. But the problem is that the brush was like literally coming off and it kept shedding and it like, oh, no. it literally just would not stop shedding. And it was just like gross. And this is a big fluffy powder brush. So it was all over her face, her chin, her neck. And I was like, I'm so sorry. She's like, can you, <laughs> can you take this off? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Like I got you. So I grabbed like a tissue and like, it was not coming off with the tissue. So I just grabbed the brush and I'm just brushing her face, trying to like flick it off and it works. Right. But it's also shedding more on her skin. But at the same time, I'm like, it's, it's, so it's like actually working until I get to the last couple bits and I go and there's like one more here. I was like, all right, I got, I'm determined to get this. And I'm like flicking it and it just keeps moving. I'm like, what the fuck? And then the lady's like looking at me like, are you dumb? Like, can you not get this hair off? I was like, I'm sorry, this is a little trick. So then I go and she like puts her neck back and then she grabs the mirror and I'm, I'm going and then she's even trying to like do it. And she's like looking at me and then we realize that's a chair on her neck that is literally so long that it a hair on her a neck. hair on her neck coming out like facial hair like how guys have like long as facial hair it was this long strand of hair it was like literally at least an inch and a half just like jutting out and I was like oh my god it's attached to her neck because she went for it and we realized what it was and she immediately like the minute she knew that that was a neck hair she literally took the mirror and she put it down and I was mortified she looked at me and she was like ghost she was like (gasps) like so embarrassed and she just walked away like oh my god I thought did you like pull it on accident or are you just trying to flick it off? Well, I was trying to flick it off and then I was about to pull it and I was like trying to pull it out. But then she went to go and she tried to pull it because she saw it. But when she pulled it, it tugged. And that's when we realized, oh my God, you have a neck hair that is like an inch and a half off. And I don't know if she shaves her face, but she clearly missed a spot. And it was, it was long. It was a strong neck hair that was just right there. And I was like, oh no. So she was mortified that she had a long neck hair that 
we, you guys both mistaken for the brush. You mistook her neck hair for brush hairs. Yes. And then when she tried to tug and take it off, it literally pulled. And I was like, <gasps> like your skin, like it literally like was just, I was like, oh my God, like this is a neck hair. And she didn't realize like that it was her neck hair. And again, when she pulled it, I just, that look on her face, I will never forget. Cause she was so mortified. She literally looked at me, put the thing down and walked away. And I was like, ma'am, are you even going to get your powder? Because I just matched you to a color. I was like, you know, I was, it was so funny, but I was kind of annoyed because I was like, okay, like I just, there goes $40, but whatever. It was a good yeah. Laugh. There goes your commission. It was a good laugh. Wow. That's, hilarious would would you have done anything different or i mean there's not really much you could have done i mean i think if i like yeah i mean i was giving her the best part was possible service i was trying to brush off the hairs trying to make her like but you know i don't think there is anything you could have done different unless like i just took out a tweezer and decided to go point and like pick that little sucker off (laughs) like (laughs) that kind of reminds me of uh one time a customer brought in their bag and it had their cosmetics in it and I guess it had been sitting underneath the bathroom cabinet. And I looked in the bag and then I screamed because I saw something move. Oh and it was like what was that? little silver fish. <gasps> no. Yeah, I mean, it's better than cockroaches, though. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I can, I can handle a silver fish. I just wasn't expecting it. It was super fast and it was like scurrying in the bag. And I screamed and like, I kind of, she was embarrassed. And I was kind of like embarrassed because I screamed, but she was embarrassed that she brought a bag full of like silverfish and makeup. <laughs> that is that is awful. That is. Ugh. And then, um, okay, one time there was somebody who brought like a she she didn't really speak English, so I don't know what she was trying to tell me, but I think she was trying to buy a powder, and she showed me her old compact, and we opened the compact, and there was like a little bug in there. <laughs> I don't know what kind of bug it was, but. And that was that was interesting too. Yeah, I um, that's, that's, that's disgusting. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's hilarious. Like, good thing you didn't pull the chin hair because that probably would have been worse. Yeah, that that would have been really bad. She would have like probably slapped my hand or something or slapped me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the other horror story you have about. It's also a kind of like a color match situation yeah me and color matches <laughs> so i one of my friends That's probably why you stuck to skincare right because i'm like kidding. no for real because i'm like oh god um so when my store was remodeling we were i mean my old store had really awful lighting situation to begin with because it was I feel like most stores kind of do like i have yet to find a store that has great lighting but yeah go ahead it was awful lighting, like horrible yeah. lighting. It was the spot lighting <laughs> that you use on the mannequins that they use to light the cosmetic floor. That is the worst <laughs> yellow like lighting ever, right? And it's a horrible yeah. gauge. And during the remodel, normally before remodel, I remember telling clients, you take the mirror, if you walk towards the glass doors and you look at it in the natural lighting. And if you like it there, it's going to be okay. You'll look a little crazy under these lights. But in the real light, you'll be okay, right? Or we Mm -hmm. have them walk outside into the mall and they had that glorious white light and it just looks so much better. So during remodel, we couldn't go out there because they freaking closed all the glass doors for the most part. (laughs) So my friend, he wanted to get color matched to a La Prairie caviar foundation. Now, this is like thick like this is like the 200 and what 75 dollar foundation 
that oh, like geez, wow. was amazing. Like it was full coverage, but it was super mm-hmm. hydrating, was anti-aging. It had the caviar in oh. there. Um, but even though it was full coverage, your skin didn't look full coverage and people absolutely loved it because it did not make wrinkles like appear. If anything, it probably spackled in your wrinkles. And so yeah, sounds but great. it was great. It was like if Studio Fix met like La Mer and had a love child that like actually worked and so it was amazing (laughs) so and my friend wanted to try it out and so I was like okay so the test and he worked there too he worked there too and so I was like all right he's a makeup artist but he's having me match him so I was like there's some trust right there (laughs) so I go and I mean obviously he's holding mirrors so he's gonna tell me which one he likes I go and I grab the first one and it's like a little too light then the next one's a little too dark. And then I find one and it's like the perfect match. And I was like, oh, I like this. So he goes, more. I want more. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll give you more. <laughs> and, you know, he wears a full face of makeup for most of the time. So I was like, obviously, yeah. I'm going to have to do more. So I do one coat and he's like, more. And I was like, oh my God, I've given you full coverage. Like now we're just going more. And I do another layer and he's like, more. I was like, more. And I do more. And he's like, I want to try the concealer too. So I put the concealer under his eyes. Like he has a full face of this foundation. Like, and it it looks, his skin looks smooth. Like it is butter. Mannequin skin. Literally the most smoothest skin ever. And he's literally sitting there. He's like, oh God, this looks so good. But it's just 200 something dollars. And he's sitting there with his mirror and he's just loving himself. So then he goes and he shifts into like, regular light and immediately i was like oh my god and he looks at it he's like what and i was like uh you look a little green like you look a little green like and that's when i realized the foundation that i had grabbed was very olive and i kept on adding more and he's naturally kind of yellow and so like in the lighting with extra yellow light it looks so great and so he he looked like I don't know his skin just pulled out all the yellow and he's just left with green. So he was very murky looking. It was very crazy. And so it, it was a murky swamp water color. And I was like, oh my God. And so he looked at he like I again looking at me and his eyes came out and he was like, I am green. And I was like, yeah. I, I I was like, I mean, one layer would have been fine, but she decided to do like three layers and all the concealer everywhere. He's like, no, I'm green. I was like, <laughs> and literally at that point, he was like loud with me. So everybody's like turning over, like, what is going on? And they're like, oh, oh, my, gosh. oh my God, like he's green. And I was like, oh God. I'm like, yeah, I'm not color matching anybody ever again. But then immediately right after that, our manager comes down and she's just like, what are you guys doing? Get back to work. And then he's like, but I'm green. She's like, get to work. And so she's like, and she's like, and literally looks at him. She's like, you're a makeup artist, make it work. And like, you know, like sends him on his merry way back to his counter. So he's standing at his counter and the, his bay mate, who is an older Persian lady. She looks over at him and like, literally like just, without missing a beat she goes why you look like shrek and she literally just (laughs) asked him that and then she like and he was like what she goes you know the 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 ogre the ogre the ogre and she's like he's like 
you wait you're calling me shrek and she's like yeah yeah oh god you you shrek and she goes oh halloween and he was so mortified and i was like oh god he's not a gorgeous lady at this moment he is a full-blown uh, like full-blown like freaking swamp monster and he is so <laughs> mad at me he was glaring at me at the entire time and he was like i'm gonna have to make up like this off but i don't want to take it off because he had his eyebrows on and like it it was like it was bad because if he wiped it off it would have just like it would have been really bad so i was like i'm so sorry so he spent like a majority of his shift being green and people asking him what was wrong with his face and like he was so bad and i felt so bad for him but i was like i'm so sorry like i'll just never color match you again and it wasn't until the law Paris lady came back from lunch and she was like um why is your friend green? I was like, I put this all over his face. She's like, um, sweetie, she goes, first of all, you don't put that many layers. And two, she's like, that is definitely not his color. I was like, yeah, I think we knew that from when he stepped out into the light. And so we're like, okay, sorry. So then what's even worse was when we went up for a smoke break, as we hit out into the mall, it's a little bit more like, you know, white light. More lit up. Oh my God. Then it was more green. And then, like, we walked outside into the smoke area, and as we were having a cigarette, he literally opened up his phone, and he's like, oh, my God, he's like, I look like Shrek. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was like, I mean, you called yourself Shrek, I would have just said green. I was like, you know, (laughs) but it was awful and literally clients like we're just giving him the weirdest look and they just couldn't believe that there's this there's this man who's basically like (laughs) neck is completely golden and yeah and his face is kermit and i was like oh god like i'm so sorry you're so green and it's not even like a pleasant green because i don't know if it oxidized or something as it sat longer on his skin i'm pretty sure it oxidized because he just got even swampier muddy looking like it was a full-on booger green getting greener throughout the day it was awful and he was like how do i save this and he's like oh my god so then he had to go grab powder and we were like what will neutralize green he's like red i was like oh my god who makes a red (laughs) setting powder and we're like we have to get a pink setting powder and it was just it was bad and he decided he's like i'm just gonna take my face off and literally took a wipe to the face and yeah that was an ordeal and he had to work he worked being green Mm -hmm. because you, you guys were like probably doing makeup like on a, on his break or like we did it on his break on and the- then he like got called back and he was like it was bad and I was it's a weekend too so I'm like great like <laughs> high traffic high traffic <laughs> department managers just like stop going around and all and like poor my friend is just <laughs> green and angry the most dramatic reactions ever like this full like the most dramatic it's like I literally ruined his life for the rest of his life. Oh my gosh. So lesson learned there. You don't need a ton of coats of... Right. And department (laughs) stores need better lighting because otherwise I will color match you and you will look like an ogre. (laughs) Was it even like close to Halloween? No. To even... No. No. We couldn't spin that angle of Halloween. (laughs) Couldn't spin the angle of Halloween. Oh my gosh. Those two are great stories. And uh, <laughs> um, that really made my day. So as we like come to a wrap, I just wanted to ask you, what's the one thing you'd want customers to know about 
um, what it's like to be a beauty advisor or consultant? Like what's something you want customers to know that they probably don't? I think that you have to, like as a client, you have to understand that for the most part, anybody there is there because this is a passion of theirs. They genuinely love makeup. They genuinely love skincare. Um, You're in the beauty industry because it's something that you love. And they're looking to just share their knowledge and their love with you. So you just have to come in really nice and genuine and they will literally be your best friend. But if you come in like a certain way and, you know, it's, there's, it's really hard because you can't, if you can't connect to the person that's helping you, it's not going to be a smooth transition. It's going to be very cold. And it's so great because again, the being in the beauty industry is so like warm because you're helping someone feel better and you're mm-hmm, you know themselves. yeah like it's inspiring it's adding confidence to you it's like you do make a change we're not rocket scientists we're not like world leaders we're not you know we're not <laughs> doing you think that we're not really doing an impact but feeling great like throughout the day like that is an impact and yeah it can go a long way like yeah. just feeling better about yourself exactly you know? so i just think that when you come in like be empathetic because we're going to be empathetic pretty much to you for the most part um, to our clients. And, you know, if you have a really good client, you can build an amazing relationship and you're good to go. Unless they're just royally screwing things up, like I'm turning you into Ogre Shrek and you physically see that, then you can stop me and be like, listen, fool, you look like I look like Shrek. Like, t- tell me yeah. that, you know. And if I was really like, and for beauty advisors, if you're really, really, really like you're really a hundred about your job, you're going to do the right thing. Um, and you're going to help them. So, and if you honestly don't know, then you're going to grab somebody else that does know. Exactly. So I think you touched on some good points. It's like, if you need help, like ask a colleague, ask somebody who does know more about more than you do. Um, cause in the end, in the end, it's about making the customer feel better. And sometimes you just got to swallow the pride and ask for help. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, I still can't yeah, do makeup. Had- I literally tried to do eyeshadow one time on the same friend and he was teaching me how to do eyeshadow. And I was like, he's like, what do you know about eyeshadow? I was like, oh, I know you do a windshield motion. So he's like, okay, do your little windshield motion. So I'm doing it. And the entire time I'm sitting there and he's quiet. And I was like, are you okay? He was like, I'm fine. My eyeballs aren't because you've melted them because you've literally decided to like wipe them back and forth and melt my eyeballs. I was like, I'm so sorry. You should have just stopped me. So wow. no makeup for me. Yeah. I think that that's a good point too. Like for the customers to speak up if something's not working out for you, mm-hmm. you know, cause, cause the person who's helping is not going to know right. unless you say something. Right. So I think that's really good advice. If you want to check out Andre and his cooking stories and um, some skincare updates, uh, follow him on Instagram uh, at O zero and zero and oh, yeah, zero go. Go um, yeah. You know what? I do just want to say really quick though, like during this time with COVID too, like if you've had bad experiences, like during this time, like with just color matching and stuff, like just know that people are trying their hardest and it's, it's as much of a struggle for the beauty advisor as it is for the customer. Like 
you know, we're not asking to work under these conditions. These are the conditions we just have to work in. And exactly. you, know, you just have to be a little empathetic. Like, I'm sorry, someone can't match you to the right color, like right away. Um, and, you know, if they're not getting it right, then, you know, I'm sorry. But, you know, you just, again, being empathetic, like you just don't got to get mad, just deal with it. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Like, we're all going through this. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody is feeling this and everyone's handling this in a different way. And uh, sometimes we're just stuck in survival mode or, you know, and maybe people just are just trying to feel normal in some way. And that's maybe getting some new skincare, putting makeup on and, um, you know, and, and I think that's that's a great point. Just be more empathetic in general because this is even now it's even more important because of COVID and Mm -hmm. the, the risk that people take every day just to go to work. Yep. So cool. Well, thanks again. Um, I hope that you had a good time. Yeah, it was fun. Don't forget to follow the podcast at Swatch of Horrors on Instagram and Twitter. And if you're a beauty professional working in the industry and you have some horror stories that you want to share with me, send me a DM on Instagram or Twitter and I just might read them on the show. Don't forget to rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to your favorite shows.